Hey, hey, welcome back to Motivations. This is your girl, Taya Tay. Welcome, welcome. Episode three has been in the making. It is completed and ready for you to listen. This is a bomb episode, so I hope you guys are ready. I want to take the time to shout out Dejan, my homeboy from high school, for making my beat. You guys can check him out on IG. That's Dejan Forever. Let me spell it for you. D-E-J-O-N-F-O-R-E-V-E-R. All one word. Check him out. Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom. This is the question of the week segment. <laughs> Y'all like my home maybe? <laughs> Not before. Question of the week. Is it harder to see your future self when looking and living in the past? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say about that. Y'all better have the right answer because I know the answer. But moving along. So this is episode three. The question from last week was, how has self-esteem impacted your life with the high or low? Well, self-esteem, what is that? Confidence in one's own worth or abilities. Own worth or abilities. Confidence. <laughs> so, I know a lot of people probably feel like um, self-esteem is based off of like your appearance and stuff like that. But it's deeper than that. It has a lot a lot more to do. I mean, it has it really is you as a whole, as an individual. Like, it really impacts how your makeup, <clears throat> in other words. So, I came up with a couple of questions um, just to kind of, like, answer, you know, how self-esteem impacted my life, whether high or low. And so, here it is. We're about to talk about my mishaps that lowered my self-esteem. So, the first question is, how old was I when I started to like self-esteem? However old you are in fourth grade. (laughs) Fourth grade was my first experience that I can remember to where um, I became self-conscious of myself. Um, I remember it was a boy, well, two boys, Jarvis and AJ. They were friends. I had a crush on Jarvis. And we were in art class this particular day, and they was just picking. They was, like, really bugging at me, really coming for me that day. And um, around that time, go, big girl, what you going to do was out. And so they was like, that song made for you. You know, they made that song about you. And I hurt my feelings. Because, like, you big-head boy, I like your little ugly self. And you going to talk about me being big, you know? And then... um. They was like that the baboon from Cow and Chicken. That's how my booty looked. <laughs> and like that made me self-conscious about my booty. Because I've always been chunky. 
I've always had a big butt. That's just my genetic, my makeup. And so, that made me very self-conscious. I was living in Austell, going to Sanders Elementary School. It was a mixture of kids. So, it wasn't really a lot of black kids in my class. But it just seemed like the ones that were in my class, I didn't get along with, you know, because of my appearance. You know, I wasn't wearing DKNY and and all that name brand stuff in fourth grade. You know, my mama did what she could do. But, um, so, you know, that made me stand out. And then those two things made me stand out more, which, you know, caused me to be self-conscious of myself and um the girls they didn't make it any better because they were laughing and they were on their side too but see when I started being mean to them oh oh then they want to go talk oh then they want to tell the teacher but you know that was my first incident um as I started getting older and I got in high school not in high school middle school um my skin color became a topic. You know, they would call me yellow. They even made up a song. Ooh, like, ooh. What was his name? Charles. It was Charles Mario or somebody else. They made a song. But they called me forehead or head. Because my head big and I got a big forehead. And all them little ragged little mother efforts was trying to talk to me anyway. But that's neither here nor there. And so it was like... I could laugh at myself to a certain extent, but at the same time, internally, it bothered me. Um, The girls didn't really care for me because, you know, either the, the boys, either they liked me or we were just real cool. I wouldn't say I was a tomboy, but, you know, they just, we was just cool. I was just, you know, the girl, the homie. But, um, so... Between middle school and high school, I really didn't have a lot of female friends. Um, but I, even in my adulthood, I, I really don't have a lot of female friends. But, you know, like me being light-skinned was something that really impacted it. Because the, the stereotype around light-skinned girls, because I was light-skinned, I wasn't stuck up. You know, I wasn't uppity. Like, I'm smart, but I didn't apply myself. You know what I'm saying? So, it was just like, I didn't want to be light-skinned. I didn't like my skin tone. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I'm I'm being as very transparent, vulnerable as I possibly can. I wish that I was dark-skinned. I wish that I was brown-skinned. Those, to me, were beautiful complexions. Those, to me, the, they were just treated differently. Like, I know some people... Don't like being dark skinned because of, you know, the backlash that come with that. But, you know, from my side, my point of view, I didn't see it that way. But, um, you know, I'm not stuck up. I do speak properly sometimes. And um, I care about more things than others, you know, like my appearance and et cetera. But that was because of how I was raised. That don't have anything to do with me being light skinned. You know, because my family is made up of all shades of brown. I just happen to get the lightest one. But, you know, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> but, um, you know, throughout middle school, I had a lot of insecurity. 
moments about my appearance um, because I was called fat. Not by my peers, and I'm just all I'm going to say about it. But, you know, and then at one point, my hair broke off so bad in sixth grade that I used to wear bands, headbands, sweatbands, because my edges, like, my edges from the front to the back, all around my head broke off so, so bad. Like, it was, like, real nappy, like, hamburger meatish looking. Like, it just looked terrible. My hair broke off so bad. And I wonder and get cut all the way off. But, you know, stuff like that made me very insecure. And, um... I remember um, as I got older, um, some things happened and I had to move out of my parents' house and um, move in with my grandma and I picked up weight. I got taller, but I got thicker. No, it was like the older I got, more my weight evened and distributed, you know, evenly distributed. But then it... I had got a little thicker. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and I hit, uh, I started developing too. So, um, but you know, playing basketball and ROTC kind of helped me maintain my weight until I started having kids. But when I look back at those pictures from middle school, from 6th, 7th, 8th grade, I was nowhere near fat, okay? I was a nice size. I looked very good. And I wish that those things weren't said to me because my mentality and my view of myself was so distorted. Because, like, people be like, you're not fat. But when I looked at me, the way I felt, how I looked in other people's eyes, is how I look now. Like, I was 10 times smaller than this. But in my eyes, I felt like I looked like how I look now. That's just how messed up my self-esteem was. And, um, that really had a big impact on me. Um, because it impacted my social life. You know, I felt like I couldn't hang out with certain chicks because of, how they looked and they status, you know what I'm saying? I felt like, well, I'd be, I'd be the fat friend, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, I'd be the one that don't buy one of food with. I get the ugly dude type thing. Um, and so it was just like, I just always felt like I needed to be an outcast because of, you know, how I viewed myself. In all reality, that's not, that was not the case because I, I always knew a lot of people. The most popular people, it was just, you know, the people I chose to hang with, you know, it just wasn't that crowd, but I knew everybody. Everybody knew me. You know, I wasn't no lame. I just stayed in my lane. But, uh, but yeah, just self-esteem, boy. It'll keep you from going a lot of places. It'll keep you from experiencing a lot of things, for sure. Um... As I got older, I really wasn't as conscious, like self-conscious, but I was because I got bigger, you know, as I got older. So the older I got, the bigger I got. Um, That came from, like, depression, eating habits, 
being in the house all the time, like just losing complete interest in life <laughs> and just living and experiencing things. That's exactly what happened in that field. And um I've accepted my forehead. I've accepted my edges will never be the same. <laughs> but, I mean, as long as I ain't pulling on a nail, girl, but, you know, y'all know I like my braids and stuff. But anyway, but, you know, it's just like things that I didn't accept back then, I've accept, I'm learning to accept now. Because it's just some things you can't help. You know, either they're going to be your friend or they're not. Either they're going to date you or they're not. Either they're going to accept you as you are or they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> what matters most is how you accept you. What matters most is, if will you date you? Will you be your friend? That's that's what matters the most. Like, all that other stuff, it's irrelevant. It's for the birds. Like, you know, ain't no real benefit. Ain't no real benefit, okay? None. But um, as I got older, the next question, at what point did you realize how much it affected your life? As I got older, I realized how much it affected my life because it kept me from doing certain things. You know, I felt like my image of myself made me feel like I wasn't good enough for certain things. I wasn't good enough for a job. I wasn't good enough to hang out in this area. I wasn't good enough to um to approach a guy, you know, or approach a girl, you know what I'm saying, try to make friends. Like, you know, my self-esteem didn't make me I'm not going to say it made me unapproachable, but it made me stagnant to where I wouldn't even approach people. And um because I was insecure, maybe I'm going to say the wrong thing. Maybe I don't look right, you know. Maybe I ain't got on the right kind of shoes, or maybe they're gonna check my tag. You know what I'm saying? Just little stupid shit like that, stuff like that. Excuse me, I ain't mean to cuss. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, like man, self esteem makes up your entire being. If you're if you don't feel confident in your abilities, you won't go for that job, even though you may be. A hundred percent qualified. You ain't gonna go for it because your esteem ain't up there. And if you don't know your own worth, you're gonna settle for anything. So, you know, self-esteem for real, for real impacts every area of your life. Very important to pour into your children, to pour into yourself, to pour into your family members as as soon as you can because Self-esteem will dictate all of your choices in life. All of your choices in life. It really will. Next question was, um, how did I find myself? Ooh, how did I find myself? Mm. You know what to be quite honest I'm still finding myself I am the next question is what did I change I'm going to put them I'm going to incorporate my answers to both because they go both go hand in hand <coughs> excuse me 
but yeah, I did. I mean, I still, I, I still am finding myself. Um, finding yourself looks like paying attention to your body, paying attention to how certain things make you feel, paying attention to your thought process. What are you thinking when you're doing certain things? What do you think of yourself? You know, um, what do you like? What makes you happy? Um, Part of my finding me process is dating myself. Uh, I take myself out on dates. I enjoy going to the movies. I enjoy going out to eat. I like going shopping. The basics, you know. I do things that I wouldn't normally do. I've started just kind of like doing things that I've always thought about doing. You know, them type things like black people don't do that type stuff. You know what I'm saying? I've started doing those things. Like I like going to the waterfall. That's my thing. Like that's my place of peace it's very peaceful for me to go sit at the waterfall listen to that waterfall feel that breeze whether I'm sitting there reading listening to music writing just thinking whatever like that brings me peace it brings me a lot of peace and um Sitting around waiting for someone to do something that you, for you that you could do yourself is my biggest, biggest thing. That's why I say self-esteem affects everything. Because if you feel like you need somebody to do something, your self-esteem isn't as high as you think it is. Um, because nobody should dictate your life experiences. Nobody else should dictate dictate. What makes you happy? Um, For example, my appearance. I like tattoos. I like piercings. I like changing my hair. I love different color hair. You know, um, a lot of the reason why I don't do or haven't done those things is because of the way I feel like certain people in my life with certain titles will judge me. Um, and then to some of my jobs that I had, I couldn't do that, but those are things that I like. Those are things that I find very attractive. I feel like that's a form of expression and I like those expressions and I would like to express myself in though, in that manner. And so it's like certain things I wouldn't do, certain things I wouldn't wear because I'm thinking about what somebody else is going to think when all reality, it don't matter what the hell they're going to think. And so I have to tell myself, nobody's judging you but you. Sometimes that's the truth and sometimes it's not. But at the end of the day, it ain't your business what nobody else think about you but you. If they can't accept you for who you are and how you are, they don't need to be in your life. Period. Um, I strongly feel that way. And once you stop giving a damn... Mm, Life would be so much peaceful, so much. But, you know, um, 
You have to be able to do things for yourself. No matter what it is. I remember when I was married. I used to always want my husband to to bring me flowers. Deliver them to my job. Bring them home. You know what I'm saying? Let me know you're thinking about me. Stuff like that. And, um... I was married, well, I was with him for uh, seven years, and I can count on one hand how many times he brought me flowers, and each time it was some bullshit behind it. I said that to say, that affected my self-esteem, because it's like, why the hell am I not worth no flowers? What's wrong with me that you can't spend $13 on me some flowers, but you'd rather spend $13 for me on some food? Something that's going to make me fat or keep me fat. You know what I'm saying? Flowers make me happy. I like flowers. So, part of me finding myself and a part of the change, I started buying my own motherfucking flowers. Sorry for cussing. But I did. <laughs> I will spend $60 on me just in flowers alone. I will come home. I will rearrange them and put them in my vases and walk past them and smell them every day. And talk to them because they're beautiful. And because I like them. And they make me happy. And so it's like I was begging somebody to do something for me that I could do myself. And if I was still at the hospital, I'd probably be sending myself flowers every week. Every other week. It don't matter how you get them. It's the meaning behind it. And I love myself enough to give myself what I want and what I feel like I deserve. And damn it, I deserve some flowers. Some pretty ones. Some beautiful ones. So that's what I do. I buy me flowers. And I put them in pretty vases. And when I go pick them out, I take my time. I talk to myself while I'm picking them out, looking at all the different color schemes they got going on for that week. And I figure out how I'm going to put them in my vase when I get home. And I, and I put on my music, and I cut my flowers up to my liking, and I rearranged them to the point of my happiness. And when I reach that point of happiness, I'm good. You know, and um, a part of me dating myself, sometimes I will go get me something to eat. Or I'll cook me something to eat. And I will set a mood for me. I'll put on, you know, light my candles. Put on a movie. Give me a glass of wine. And I will sit there and have a date by myself. And I will be happy. Like, I will be It's so peaceful. Get my blanket, cuddle up. All that good stuff. Like, I do all of that for me. My kids will tell you. Some, hey. You see me get that wine glass. Don't come knocking on my door. Leave me alone. I took my shower. Might even put on some lingerie. 
just to set the mood and make me feel sexy and feminine like I like to feel, you know, and have my bottle of wine, turn on some Johnny Gill, and I'd be in here singing and slow dancing by myself, and you'd think it was somebody in here with me. Nobody but spirit. But that's what I like to do. That's what I enjoy doing. And I don't have nobody to share with right now, but that don't mean I'm not going to do it because I don't. That's that's my self-esteem. That's 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 what brings me happiness. That's what boosts my confidence because I can make myself feel like this. I don't need nobody else to make me feel like this. I I even shower different now. Like I every night that I take a shower, every morning that I take a shower, I take I shower as if I'm going on a date. And I know you're like, what? <laughs> yes, I do. Like, I take my time in the shower. I love on myself. I use my sugar scrubs. I just take my time washing my body and tending to me. Like, I do. And if you, and then if you know what I'm talking about, do it for yourself. Like, you know, you take that extra long shower because you got a hot date and you want to make sure everything perfect for that man. You ain't got to wait to go on a hot date to do that. Make sure you perfect for you. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> That's a form of self-love, self-care, self-esteem boost. Taking more time on you, with you. My morning routine, I get up. Make up my bed, do my affirmations, list, you know, do my meditations. I have a, a list of affirmations that I read to myself. A, a, um, a seven chakra worthy affirmation that I do every morning. And I repeat it to myself three times because I'm worthy of those things that I'm calling out to the universe. Once you believe that you're worthy, those things will start to, to you'll start to attract those ty- types of things. But you have to be able to talk to yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, you're beautiful. You deserve this. You you know what I'm saying? You have to speak those things over yourself because if you don't speak it over yourself, somebody else is going to speak some mess over you. And you, don't, you might not want what they got. So you have to speak those things over yourself. Like Mary J. Blystone, Good Morning Gorgeous. She shouldn't have to make, made a, make a song for people to realize that. But... I was doing that before that song came out. She got that from me. But anyway, <laughs> you know, you have to love on yourself in a way that if you don't get it from somebody else, that's okay because you can give it to yourself. Like I said before, stop expecting things from people that you can give yourself. You can give yourself the same type of love. You don't have to have no motivation behind the way you love yourself other than you want to love yourself that way. Just like how you have a motivation to make yourself look look presentable or look a certain type of way, smell a certain type of way because you want to attract this person or you want this person to notice you. Bump them. Do that for you. Attract you. Let you notice you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying be alone forever. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you have to build up yourself. You have to... Increase your own self-esteem because life and people that you've encountered have broke you down. And so it's like you can't manifest something on a high level 
when you're vibrating at a low level. So you can manifest whatever it is that you want to manifest. But if you don't have the self-esteem, the confidence, the worth or the ability to accept it, you'll never you you won't accept it or you won't know how to maintain it. So that's why I say it's very important, you know, change how you talk to yourself, change how you see yourself. Once you change how you talk to yourself, of course, how you see yourself will start to change as well. That's automatic. But you have to speak with confidence. Talk like you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Be confident in everything that you do. The more you do that, the more your self-esteem will rise to the top the more you will feel more confident in any and every situation. And because of your confidence, your confidence will take you places that you probably really wasn't qualified for. But just because you're that confident in yourself and in your abilities and in your worth, you'll reach levels that you would have never fathomed that you could reach. That's some real stuff right there. That is some real stuff right there. Self-esteem really, really impacts every aspect of your being. And I encourage you, talk positive to your children. You know, talk positive to any and everybody because you never know how close that person is to the edge. You never know how bad somebody needed to hear that. Like, for real, you just you just don't know. And I know people always like to say, um, if I had known then what I know now, no, don't let that, let that should be removed. Okay. That, that whole quote, because I feel like my personal belief is if you had known back then what you know now, how many experiences would you have missed out on? Good and bad people as well. Because people bring experiences too. You know, so it's like, if you had a known back then what you know now, would you have the wisdom? Would you have gained more wisdom? Would you be able to recognize that situation again? Would you be able to recognize those type of people again? Would you even have the confidence today to do this that back then if you had already known that? Like, you know, it's like, I don't know. I don't even really know how to say it, but I'm just saying, like, don't live life in regret. Yeah, the hurt. And yeah, it sucks, but don't live in regret because regret made you who you are. Regret is a part of, you know, I mean, I'm, regret did not make you who you are, but your experiences made you who you are. So it's like, why would you want to regret those things that made you who you are you know because without those experiences some parts of you would not even be so definitely don't live your life in regret like don't even feel i don't know don't don't just don't okay <laughs> that's all i would say just don't just don't But um, that's just, that's my take, my experiences on self-esteem. I hope that helps somebody. 
I hope that you can hear my heart in this. Um, children don't know what they do. They only know what they live, what they see. Adults need to stop the crap that they be doing because you tearing down your kids and building them up at the same time, they don't go hand in hand. Don't tear them down because there's people out there in the world that's going to do that. But you got to build them up to the point that the people in the world, when they do try to tear them down, it ain't even going to phase them because they're going to already know. You know what I'm saying? I'm very blessed in that area. Even though I grew up tore down and insecure and low self-esteem, I made sure my boys didn't grow up like that. Even though Dave Mama still struggle every day, you know, with self-esteem and stuff like that, I make sure that they don't. I make sure that they don't. And I hope that y'all make sure y'all's kids, nieces, nephews, cousins, just any and everybody you encounter don't. Because all it takes is that one phrase to push a mug over the edge. You know what I'm saying? They gone. They gone. They don't snap. They straight wilding. But, all right. So, let's go ahead and mosey on over to the quote of the day. But, yeah, y'all. That's just... That's just some stuff that I started doing for myself that's been helping me. I've been spending a lot more time on me um, and my appearance, just doing things to make me happy, all that good stuff, and um, not taking to heart what people say, because you can't, because a lot of times they're expressing how they feel about themselves. And I know people always say, if I had known back then what I know now, how many experiences would you have missed out on? I used to say that to myself. But the older I got, the more I started experiencing. I realized that um, all of those situations help you become the person that you are. And it's like if you hadn't have gone through those things, would you have the amount of wisdom that you have now? You know, would you have the amount of experience that you have now? Would you be able to identify those kind of people or those kind of situations? So, no regrets. No, I'm just playing. No regrets. No regrets. You can't regret it because at, at that point in time, it was exactly what you wanted. At that point in time, it was exactly what you needed. And the universe going to always give you what you need. No matter how much it hurts. It's going to hurt so good because once you go through that hurt, that pain, you're going to come out beautiful. Beautiful. I just want you to know you're my favorite girl. Oh, yeah, there's something about you. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that song. Anyway, <clears throat> and don't be talking about my singing, but now nah, for real, for real, I just, I just wanted to share that because I really feel like, you know, looking back, it's good 
when you're reflecting. But it's not good when you're regretting. Regretting. Don't regret nothing. Do not regret anything. Just take the lesson that came with it and move forward. All right. So, let's get it too. Let's get it too. Ooh, ooh, let's get it too. The quote of the day. The quote of the day is something that I just came up with out of nowhere. I think me and my son was talking. And, um... And he and I was I don't remember he was going through something and and I told him this and he brought it to my attention when he posted it on Facebook one night and when I tell y'all it just brought I don't say it brought yes it did I ain't gonna lie it brought tears to my eyes it really did because my baby remembered what I told him and um you know it was it was deep it was accurate and it said uh let me see i thought i had wrote it down right but i don't think i did but this is it i told him it's okay to be angry it's okay to be sad if it hurts it hurts you don't have to explain anything to anyone just don't give up. Just don't give up. You have to acknowledge how you feel. You have to acknowledge what you feel. Does not mean that you that you need to allow it to define your life and who you are. <sighs> but um this was a good topic, y'all. It really was a good topic. Thank y'all for listening. We're going to close this thing out. So the quote of the day. This is something that I told my oldest, Trey. Um, one day he was just like, he was just really in his feelings this particular day. And, you know, I was trying to get him to talk to me. And he didn't really want to open up about how he was feeling. But I told him this and he remembered exactly what I told him and posted on Facebook one day, y'all. It made me cry. I teared up. But I told him, I said, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. If it hurts, it hurts. You don't have to explain anything to anyone. Just don't give up. Feel how you're going to feel. Accept your emotions, but just do not give up because you don't know who's watching you and you don't know how close you are to your breakthrough. I just, um, I actually just had posted this today on the uh, Motivations Facebook page and it was saying, and I said, um, your breakdown is the foundation to your breakthrough which leads to the new and improved you. Take your time to heal. Don't let people hype you up to think because the problem is no longer that you should be good. That's not how it works. Take your time. 
I promise you, what's for you won't miss you. So y'all got two quotes in one. <laughs> but that's real talk. That's coming from my heart straight up. Take your time. Feel your emotions. Sit with them. Deal with them. And move on. Don't stay there. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for being such a great audience. Again, I enjoyed um, recording this episode. Very therapeutic. Very, very much needed. Um, I'm just glad I was able to share. I hope you guys have a good week. Show yourself some love. Show somebody else some love. If you ain't got peace, you don't need to be there. Y'all be blessed.